and welcome to another episode of Northside Now. This is the podcast where we take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. My name is Patrick, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Glenn Miller and Kevin Bryant. Hey, what's up guys? What's happening? I'm well hydrated today, feeling good. Yeah, me too. It is the... um end are growing to the end of august here it is and i have yet to be wearing hey dudes <laughs> or sporting my big black water jug yeah you're still not part of the jug band so <laughs> i tell you what i caught myself looking at the store not long ago when i was walking <laughs> through there and i don't even know if i saw any <laughs> i think we probably got ours online i should have asked did you get them online i did not actually elizabeth bought this for me at kohl's because kohl's. she goes to kohl's at least once a week <laughs> I no, it could have been something Lori got. She it. loves Kohl's. I don't go to Kohl's. Like Kohl's Cash. Oh, Kohl's Cash. I avoid shopping at all costs. <laughs> if you return your Amazon stuff to Kohl's, oh, yeah. you get Kohl's yeah. Cash. Oh, really? Yeah. We've done that. So they just give you Kohl's Cash for bringing it in? Uh-huh. So, you know, you buy something on Amazon, you don't like it, you do the return, yeah. Yeah. the QR code pops up, you can hit on the Amazon app to return to a Kohl's. Right. So you take it to the back of their customer service, here's your Amazon thing, they scan yeah, the QR sure. code. Sure. They give you Kohl's cash. It's good marketing. It is good marketing. They've, I mean, they've got you captured in the store. Oh, Why not? It, I was, yeah, because yeah, I didn't get, realize that was a thing. I, you know, it's not a lot of Kohl's cash, but push you over the edge and actually. But Elizabeth, and I, I've been guilty of this too. You want to use that Kohl's cash before it expires, but then you end up spending more than the. Well, that's I mean, it's what, a good. Uh, it's a good strategy. Bed but, Bath and Beyond would do because they'd send you those coupons. Yeah, twenty five percent off, thirty percent off. Old Barbie had hundreds of percents yeah. off, and <laughs> so she'd buy her coffee there all the time. The yeah. little Keurig things. Uh-huh. And now there's no Bed Bath & Beyond. And nope. our mail has <laughs> really decreased because no Bed Bath & Beyond. Circulars coming through. Yeah. There's a word from the past. Circulars. Circulars. They don't use those much. Inserts. Anymore. I don't know that I've heard the word circular. Oh, I mean, I've heard the word circular, but like in that context. That's what they about circulars called. in a circulars. really, really long time. Yeah. Still big business. So basically that goes back to the old thing of what green stamps. So basically you're getting green stamps at Kohl's, right? What are green stamps? Uh, actually, I think that's the little <laughs> you, thing, though. You found my... You found my They're just called different things now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it used to be back in the day you would go to the store and you would purchase something. Mostly, I know at least where I grew up and stuff, it was really around grocery stores. Yeah. And that you would get a green stamp. So you spend $100, you'd get whatever that equals in green stamps. Well, they'd also give you a book you would lick them and stick them in the book. And that was always the kid's job, which was really cool. And then they had like a catalog. It's almost like what video games do and a lot of stuff. You know, they kind of entice you in uh-huh. and then you get to spend your money. So it's a lot like gotcha. what video games do. Got to get your V-Bucks. Your yeah. Fortnite V-Bucks. Exactly. So <laughs> you would find something you wanted in the green stamp catalog and you would save up enough books of green stamps mm-hmm. to get them and it wouldn't cost you any money gotcha so it's like but it loyalty would. programs <laughs> yeah loyalty programs all she is. yeah so i remember was, green stamps that's yeah, cool yeah way back in the day yeah i do but remember yeah. that i know people who have done like their entire set of dishes uh-huh. and things like that pots and pans i mean they yeah. all kinds of stuff that's cool and if you could talk your mom into let you know using the green stamps on something you wanted that right. was that was an impressive yeah impressive move from a kid to do but it really wasn't anything cool i don't know how 
what quality this stuff actually was. I've heard of people getting their china that way. Yeah. Catalogs used to be a lot cooler than they are now. You used to be able to buy a house out of the Sears catalog. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. All kinds of things. Have you ever looked at an old Sears catalog? And Not recently, but we used to get them all the time. But you would get shopping when probably. they were buying houses. I mean, there was even plans. and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, They would deliver like the house and put it together. And it's like. Yeah. I think uh, my dad has a shotgun that was bought from Montgomery and Ward. Uh-huh. And basically it's a Winchester shotgun, but it was their brand. They did all these deals and yeah. stuff back in the day. I kind of miss that stuff, though. Getting to look through the catalogs for the holidays. or I do still get a, a Sweetwater catalog. It's like a music company, uh-huh. so I, yeah. I can circle the guitars I want and stuff. Yeah. I never get any of them, but I can circle them. Yeah, I get theirs. <laughs> I can remember this would have been years and years ago. So if anybody listening to this remembers this, make sure you comment. But when Kmart had a cafeteria... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Kmart, wasn't it right there off of Old Hickory and mm-hmm. that side of the mm-hmm. mall? It's where the, the U-Haul place is now. It's where well, the last no. Okay, so was. maybe it wasn't Kmart. Yeah, it was a Kmart, but it had was the blue light way, special. Bef- way before then. Mm-hmm. So it might have been another store. But I thought it was right there where JCPenney on that side. It was, I thought it near the mall. Now, granted, I was really young. It might have been back then. Drive then. But we would go in and in the back of the store had a, a little uh, cafeteria-like mm-hmm. restaurant inside of it. Kmart used to have those, so yeah. And so they had Icy's and they had, yeah. you know, other more cafeteria-style food. Yeah, I was just thinking about recently, we had one of the people in our community uh, that was involved in civil rights talking about going into Woolworths and eating at the, the, the counter, yeah. you know. <laughs> so that seems like it was a long time ago, but really not that long, long ago. And we had Gibson's, where I grew up in Texas. Mm. There was Gibson's, and they were around before Walmart was. And mm-hmm. They were kind of Walmart before Walmart, but it wasn't as big. Yeah, can you remember this a time is, before this Walmart? Is, this is before me, yeah, no. It's hard to believe, because Walmart is just a part of our culture. Or Target. Now. Yeah. They, so it was, it, where I grew up, it was Safeway uh-huh. for groceries, big ones. Gibson's was kind of Walmart. Montgomery and Ward was kind of Target. And Sears, they were kind of the same. Yeah. But different. Yeah. And then it came along Dillard's and some of that other stuff. And then when you went to a mall, for real, I mean, we used to go walk around the mall because that was like a thing to do. Uh Uh-huh. I remember the Sunflower, around here was Sunflower grocery stores. Okay. It was, I think, a small chain, but I'm not sure. The Piggly Wigglies? Well, they were those. (laughs) Piggly Wiggly was a thing. We didn't shop at those as much, but wow, it takes me back. And Slurpees. You guys are old. (laughs) At the (laughs) 7 I don't remember any of this. They had Walmart when I was a kid. <laughs> but did they already have a super Walmart? I don't remember when that was a thing. Mm, I don't I don't think so. Because I remember when our big Walmart was built and it was like a really big deal. And there used to be a McDonald's in the back of our Walmart. Yeah. Mm, Go to the back yeah, of the Walmart and get McDonald's. That's right. That's right. So, you know, all the super stores come out, you know, the super this, super that. But my favorite was Piggly Wiggly because they call it the super pig. <laughs> super pig. <laughs> super so, pig. If you have a super pig. We don't have a super pig here. We don't. I'm, I feel cheated. <laughs> we need a super pig. I mean, we're getting a Ford plant. We need a super pig. Oh, my. <laughs> so, Speaking of cool places to eat today, we have Amy Crenshaw from Community Cafe coming in. And yes. I love going down there to eat. It's just a different vibe mm-hmm. from McDonald's yeah. or anywhere else. Well, Elizabeth has been working down there for... Uh, not quite a year yet. I was going to say over six months. Yeah, not quite a year. But yeah, Elizabeth's been working down there and she's she loves it. It's a great atmosphere. And so because of that, I've been down there quite a bit. So Aha. <laughs> I highly recommend it. So that's let, where you disappear to. Huh? Sometimes. <laughs> All right. So now we don't. 
we need Patrick, we'll just find him down at the uh, community cafe. Yeah. Also, I used to live right next door to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, above the the James Shoe Hospital. So I'd go a few times while I lived next door to it. And there are aspects of living downtown that I really miss. So I like to go down there and hang out every now and then. And I think a lot of people, this is just a guess, but I think a lot of people that live north of I-40 just have not experienced the downtown scene. Now, they maybe mm-hmm. have gone to the Blacksmith or something. Yeah. but To an amp show or something. Yeah, there's, a, there's tons of... There's a lot going down. There really is a cool experience down there. Yeah. Did you know that Jackson has the largest downtown district of any city in Tennessee? Really? Mm -hmm. What? By like square footage. I did not know that. Yeah. Bigger than Franklin? Yeah. Wow. I guess it depends on how you define that. Well, that was a stat that I, I learned a while back. Cool. Well, it does feel like there's more than one. The square, let's call that around the courthouse, that actual right. square. On the, yeah. And then it feels like it kind of branches over a block and then back another block, I guess. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Now, it, would the lift and all the apartments and stuff be considered part of that? Um, like I, extends that way a little bit? Towards the farmer's market? And yeah. I, I don't know if that's if that's included in that or not. That's, that's yeah. an interesting stat. Yeah. Hmm. But it's definitely, if you have never been down there, you definitely should go. There's a lot of cool stuff down out. there. And yeah. it's and it's constantly growing. And yeah, it's really cool down there. Yeah. There is a lot more down there than a lot of people think. Right. And it's, um, you know, downtown's a good, safe place. It's well lit. It's one of the there. most policed areas of Jackson. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, let's get off of here and invite Amy in and learn about the Community Cafe in downtown Jackson. We are here with Amy Crenshaw from Community Cafe. Thanks for coming in with us. Thank you. Patrick was hoping you'd bring some food with you. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Hadn't been there yet. Ah, so what's on the menu today, do you know? I don't even know. I haven't even seen the Facebook post. I hope Instagram it's uh, chicken and dumplings. That's one of my favorites. Could be. I don't think he's done those lately, so. I really liked a couple of weeks ago he did the uh, like an Italian beef, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Yeah. And yep. so if you don't know where Community Cafe is, it's downtown. And just tell us a little bit about how Community Cafe started. Where, where did that concept and idea come mm-hmm. from? Well, two of our girls did a gap year between high school and college now, gosh, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. something like that. The gap year was first semester in downtown Denver, and oh. they did inner city ministry, intercultural studies, and then the second semester was overseas. So she called one day and said, Mom, she said, we just went in the coolest place in downtown Denver. She said, "Um, I don't know really how it works, but she said, you can go in, and she said, you can either pay for your lunch, pay a suggested donation or more, or if you don't have money, you can um, volunteer for your meal. Mm. And she said, a lot of just mixed bag of people. She said, homeless people that couldn't afford their meal were in there volunteering. She said there were attorneys and probably doctors and nurses and students. And she said it was just really cool. And she said the menu's super simple. I think at the time they had two pizzas, um, two salads, and two soups. And she Mm. said, it was just really neat. And she said, you and daddy need to open one. (laughs) And I was like, "Mm, yeah, no, because I've got 10 kids and I don't have time. 
time. But the more we started thinking about it, we really thought it was a really good idea. And we had been involved with Church Without Walls in downtown Jackson. And I had also served a short period of time on the Air Relief Ministry Board. Mm -hmm. So I knew the needs um, Mm -hmm. in downtown Jackson. And I knew about the size of the homeless population in Jackson, which is a lot larger than people really think it is. So we just kind of started thinking about it, praying about it, talking to people about it. And everybody thought it was a good idea. I had one lady that kept calling me that one summer and saying, have you found a place? Have you found a place to do it? I think it's a great idea. Have you found a place? And she really kind of spurred me on to keep looking. We couldn't find. We actually started out a little bit further north, down near Casey Jones Village, because we Mm -hmm. knew there was a big homeless encampment back off the interstate back there. Mm -hmm. Um, But still being on the bus line, we thought that would be a good idea. That didn't work out. We gradually just kind of started moving back toward downtown Jackson. And one day, I had kind of all but given up for a little while and thought, oh, I'll just have to, you know, see what pops up, you know, over the next little bit. And one of my girls and I were down at the farmer's market, and I said, I'm going to make one more drive through downtown Jackson. We had found a couple places, but they were just too expensive. Mm, I mean, it was just cost prohibitive, you Mm -hmm. know, starting a new nonprofit. So we were driving by this one place where we are now at 218 East Main Street, And it had just been Cornerstone Bar like five days before that, (laughs) maybe even the night before. And there was a sign on the door and it said for rent. And I said, wait, stop, Kara. And she said, mom, I'm stopped. There's a red light right here. And I said, I got to hop out. So I hopped out, got the phone number, turned out being the niece of one of my good friends who was leasing the building, went down and looked at it that afternoon, signed a contract within a week or so. They actually didn't even charge us for a couple months because they knew we were going to be renovating the building and not opening um, for a little while. That was in August one year. Got busy and had it open by Thanksgiving for a soft opening. Yeah. So almost 10 years ago, we'll be celebrating 10 years this year. Really? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Oh, wow. It it doesn't seem like it's been that long. (laughs) I know it (laughs) doesn't. That caught me off guard a little bit. Does it? I was not expecting you to say 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't to me either, but yeah. Now, this is the reason we were talking about the food. Y'all don't just have pizza and hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff. We don't. It's a different kind of, it's real food. It's real food. It's real food. It is like what your mama or your wife would make for you at home. And that was our thing. My husband and my family and I have always been pretty healthy eaters. Mm -hmm. And we wanted something that would be very nutritious. We wanted as much locally sourced. So in the summer and even Mm -hmm. in the fall, we get a lot of produce from around here. Rose Creek Farms is wonderful on Saturdays after they've been to the farmer's market. Austin, our chef, goes down and picks up whatever they have left over, which sounds kind of crazy, but that's how we work. Mm. What we have in the refrigerators or the freezer is what Austin cooks with. We have two soups, two salads, and two sandwiches every day, and that's it. And I'll have people walk up to order, and Elizabeth can testify to this. They stand there, and they look, and they go, oh, man, there's so many choices. And then I go... What about Cheesecake Factory, <laughs> where the menu is a book? You right, know? Exactly. So it's really super simple. 
And then we also keep the beverages healthy. We really don't serve dessert except on Tuesday. Miss Virginia Conger has been making desserts for us every Tuesday, Uh almost the whole time we've been in existence. Wow. So, yeah. That's cool. And and some of these meals, I mean, I've been there several times and a few times, I I don't even know what these things are. So they're (laughs) they're like, they're so fancy that I don't even know what that is. They are, but they're not. But Yeah, exactly. They're so delicious. Right. You'll see quinoa on the menu or lentils on the menu and somebody will say, I've never had that. And we'll say, just give it a try. If you don't like it, bring that one back and we'll give you the other one. And they'd come up and they go, oh my gosh, that was delicious. When are you going to have that again? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do feel like I need to give Austin a little bit of a shout out because I go in there all the time and I mean there's very rarely repeats no, <laughs> you know he, he likes to experiment back there yes, I think <laughs> yes there are not very often repeats a lot of times you'll see the same soup on yeah. the menu for a couple days in a row two yeah. days in a row or so and the reason really being for that is that soup is actually better the second day yeah. <laughs> that's true mm-hmm. that's yes. true so. yeah so do you notice a swell different times of the year I think a lot of people automatically think in the colder months but do you notice a swell like with people that come in at different times of the year or anything like we that? really don't okay. um we have tried to figure out rhyme or reason to days of the week sure typically monday is a little bit slower but as far as seasons go mm-mm. we have usually a full page of volunteers that are either volunteering community service or volunteering for their meal and that's usually about 20 people a day oh wow yeah and that's the great thing about this is because you'll go in there, there'll be people that are working downtown, there'll mm-hmm. be people that are walking, and it's exactly what your daughter saw in Denver. Mm. There's a great mix of people that are in there exactly. eating together and, yep. and doing everything, and that's and, what's beautiful about yes. this. And that was one of the things, besides the great food and feeding people, you know, what one of their most basic needs is food. Um, besides feeding people, we also wanted to feed them community. We also mm. wanted it to be a bridge in the community. I've met people that I know my paths would have never crossed with, and I know most of our, especially our regular customers, can say the same thing. That's so cool. Do you have any church partners that partner with you? Um, the Anglican Church out north. Oh, okay, I just, yeah. I just Westman, went blank. All Saints. All, All Saints. Saints. Yeah. Sorry, yes. I just went blank on that. And <laughs> they have been fabulous to us in that we receive monetary donations from them about quarterly. Mm. St. Luke's Episcopal has been really good to us. We have a few churches that give on a semi-regular basis mm-hmm. so yeah we do have some church partners would love to have more sure, sure, sure. <laughs> hint hint <laughs> but y'all don't y'all don't affiliate with any no no no. Church. no no we don't one of the questions i have starting any business alone is pretty challenging mm-hmm. right starting a nonprofit, i would imagine i haven't done that is pretty challenging too but what are some of the big learnings that you made early on? Now, 10 years, I didn't realize it had been there 10 years either. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was in Nashville for a while and, and come down and I have had plans, but have never actually made it to the cafe. So that's on my bucket list, not bucket list, but soon, <laughs> soon to do list. But what are some of those big learnings that you had early on? The concept is really cool. Mm-hmm. Number one, mm-hmm. you don't see that a lot of places. A lot of times it might be a, a free like soup kitchen, for right. example, but this actually, you know, you have some opportunity to work for what you're, maybe you can't pay at the moment, right. which I think is such a fantastic idea. But what are some of those learnings you had early on? Um, gosh, 
you know, I, I look back on it now and I think was all the paperwork and getting the yeah. licenses and all that really yeah. daunting. Y'all, that was nothing compared to six adoptions. <laughs> you know, we'd, we'd have oh, yeah. stacks of paperwork for an mm. adoption. So really yeah. just kind of, you know, tackling each piece of paperwork one day at a time. And, you know, we got that done pretty quick. Area Relief Ministry was really, really good about um, taking us under their umbrella. We thought it might be a while before we got our nonprofit status ourselves. So they took us in. I mean, we applied for it and had it within two weeks. Wow. Yeah, so that was kind of crazy. One of the things that I probably would have done differently, I tend to be kind of an impulsive person. So once I get this bee under my bonnet, (laughs) I want to go with it. We probably should have talked more. We talked a lot, but we probably should have talked more in the community and gone out and raised more funds. But I also knew, this is going to sound kind of crazy for a second, um, I also knew that my husband and I and our family weren't in the institutional church Mm -hmm. anymore. We were doing house church and doing church without walls. So our tithe, Mm -hmm. we were kind of like, what are we going to do now? And we've always given to Young Life and a few other ministries that are really near and dear to our heart. But we had this money that we needed to do something with. So... It was kind of easy to just say, you know, we checked with our tax accountant, we checked with other nonprofits and said, can we do this? Can we give some seed money to start? And they said, yes, absolutely. As as long as it's going there, Mm. no red flags will be raised. You're not doing anything wrong with the IRS. So that was kind (laughs) of, you know, that was a little bit different. So probably talk more, really get out and raise some funds so that you've got that solid ground to stand on. Mm -hmm. And then also, if I had had to do it on my own, I probably would have actually done some more research into running a business and finances and stuff. But it's really interesting because we have this fabulous friend, Daniel Freeman, who he and his wife and their kids were in our house church group. And we were kind of starting to get moving and the building's coming along. And I'm like, oh, the only thing I really hate the thought of is is taking care of payroll and mm-hmm. taxes and mm-hmm. stuff. I, I, that's just not me. And one night I kind of said, I knew Daniel was in finance. And I said, Daniel, and I kind of started this story. And I said, I hate doing that sort of stuff. And he said, yes. And I said, yes, what? Do you know what I'm asking? And he said, I've been waiting for you to ask me this. He has done all of that for us for 10 years. That's 10 years. He'll text me every once in a while and go, Amy, funds are kind of tight. I've got $1,400 in the bank after payroll this week. Tell Austin and you, by the way, no big spending. (laughs) So anyways, he's been absolutely fabulous. So shout out to Daniel Freeman. (laughs) Well, that's, you know, that's just a cool example of how God provides, right? Absolutely. In those ways that if we would plan it, we couldn't plan it any better. No, no. We had kind of the same experience with the chef that we started with. His name's Jesse, Jesse Perkins. And I talked to Jesse uh, probably a month and a half, two months before we were getting going. And I knew that if I really had to, I could cook because I do love to cook mm-hmm. and I've got some pretty fabulous ideas, I think, but I didn't want to have to do that and run the cafe. So I talked to Jesse 
um, he said, yeah, I really want to find out more about this. Well, then all of a sudden I didn't hear from him for a couple weeks. He had been having some family issues, had to go back to wherever his parents were then. And I, I was just like, oh, no, he didn't know if he was coming back. Ended up, I talked to somebody else, and I was just like, yeah, he'll do, but he's not Jesse. <laughs> and Jesse, like, texted me that same day that I had talked to this other fella and said, hey, I'm sorry for disappearing on you. Had some real family crisis going on, and I'm coming back. I'd really love to have the job. And I was like, yes, thank you, Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, and he was with us till about, I guess they moved about three years ago. We brought Austin on a year after Jesse started. So we actually had two chefs and Jesse and Austin were great friends. So they just bounced things off one another and worked together really good. But now it's Austin solo in the kitchen with (laughs) help from Tina or whoever else walks in. Wow. Y'all have a great webpage, by the way. Thank you. It is really Kevin Aldisberger did that for us. Well done. Patrick and I spent a little time not long ago at an alpaca farm. (laughs) (laughs) And it says you're an alpaca raiser. Oh, that's so funny. Where'd y'all go see alpacas? At the Mesa Trail Alpaca Farm. Yeah, in Jack's Uh Creek. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, I'm getting ready to get in touch with them because I think they actually process fiber. And I've got Mm -hmm. about... Mm -hmm. 12 bags of fiber that need, they do. To, need well, to be processed. They do process fiber. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, so we saw the little tables and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. it's very cool. Yeah, we have seven alpacas right now. Yeah, well, are, cool. they, are they pets or you do it for the fiber? Or you know, do we, you ever, because we, we learned that their meat was really good so we didn't know if we were <laughs> we supplying really, meat for we the, don't that's it it's for the you know every once in a while at the community cafe you'll see uh, alpaca meat on the yeah. meat. No, I'm, just, I'm just joking <laughs> that was a joke you sure won't because i love my alpacas you know alpacas people have a misconception about alpacas they think that they would make really good pets because you see them on instagram in somebody's house or something yeah. Well, they're not supposed to be like that because they're really, they can go what's called berserk if they're too friendly Mm -hmm. with people. They kind of become the boss Mm -hmm. um, and they can do some really weird things. You know, I can pet ours. They like me and they like my boys because my boys feed them. They know who I am and I go out there and just kind of talk to them and whatnot. And I... I can't catch one out in the open field mm, yeah. or out in their pinned-in field. But if I walk in with a handful of treats or something, oh, you better be sure they're going to come <laughs> running. So, no, they're just really more kind of fun. We live on an 80-acre farm mm-hmm. with a good portion of that cleared. So we just kind of thought, oh, that'd be kind of fun. And I do also have their fiber processed and turned into yarn, and then I sell it or yeah. a lot of times give it away. Used to be in the... Up until early 2000, probably 2010, alpacas were very lucrative. Mm. Um, Yeah, their fiber brought in big money. If you can find a fiber buyer now, which, you know, there's a lot of alpaca clothing out there. It's actually supposedly the warmest fiber Mm -hmm. that you can get, and it's also hypoallergenic. We learned. Yeah. Yeah, and they're expensive. They're not cheap. They're not like, you know... $10 $10 pets either. No, no, they're not. They're not. Although we kind of walked into a really good situation. Yeah. A lady that was Get getting out of the business yeah. over on the Blue Ridge Parkway. And that's how we started. And then I got a couple from a fella in Memphis. And we've actually had a couple um, babies on the farm. And oh, that's wow. really fun. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah alpacas are cool. And oh, so they are. They're very cool animals. Bring that back up. I saw you're an alpaca yeah. person. <laughs> we do. Like, Whoa. We have, we have chickens and bees, too. Oh, and bees. All right. So how many bees do y'all have? 
We have two hives, and this is our first year. I mean, we totally don't know what we're doing. We One of my <laughs> husband's partners has bees, and we call him. As a matter of fact, I think Jim talked to him the other day and said, can you come out this weekend and look and see? We think we've <laughs> lost one of our queens in one of the hives because oh, yeah. it's kind of dying off a little mm. bit. But the other one is like, taken off mm. so we'll see how that goes it's it's kind of fun my husband gets stung almost every time even with this bee suit on <laughs> it happens. Uh, yeah i'm yeah. pretty sure he's gonna quit helping me. <laughs> yeah well there's nothing like fresh eggs and honey and things from a farm that's Absolutely. by far the best and let me tell eat. you this one of the good things about the alpacas one thing they give us other than the fiber is their alpaca beans, their poop, mm. is yeah. great fertilizer. fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can actually spread it right away. You don't have to let it compost. It's got low nitrogen level in it. So, yeah, and I'm telling you, <laughs> we've got gardens that look fabulous. Good. Because of that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So you have a garden downtown mm-hmm. as part of the community cafe garden. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the garden and what, what all goes in with it. Yeah. You know, it kind of comes and goes <laughs> depending on if we've got a volunteer. We have had a paid gardener before okay. um, that also worked in the cafe. Just haven't had one for probably now about three or four years. Most of the time, I think all of them were union students oh, okay. that wanted to try their hand. And Carrie Phillips got that started for us. And it was fabulous. And it still is fabulous from time to time. We've got a volunteer named Raleigh that's doing it right now. You know, I have honestly, I have not even been in the garden for the last probably month. So I don't know what's in there. We um, keep a lot of herbs going through fall mm-hmm. and winter because mm-hmm. they'll survive almost sure. anything. Springtime, lettuces, peppers. We've had tomatoes. We've had beans. We've had strawberries. <laughs> we just let whoever wants to volunteer with it run with it. Yeah. Um, and if they need to purchase anything, most of the time, you know, we'll say, yeah, that'll work great. You know, we'll reimburse you. Go, go for it. So, yeah. yeah, we've had a lot of donation of plants to put in the garden. We also, in the uh, spring, summer, and fall, I usually put a shout out to home gardeners that if they've got, you know, an extra row of tomatoes that they can't use or whatever kind of produce. Also, eggs. We get a lot of farm eggs from folks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so those are the kinds of things that if people want to help mm-hmm. in those tangible ways and they have those skills or that land or that mm-hmm. kind of, yep. they can definitely come down, sign up with y'all or just kind of make that connection and supply those types Absolutely. of things for the food Absolutely. And, and all that. And they don't realize how important it is. I mean, even, you know, a couple bags of lettuce or, you know, a bag of jalapenos or something like mm-hmm. that, they don't realize how much that means to us. And especially right now, we have only gone on up on our suggested donation once we started out with five seven nine depending on whether you get one two or three items mm-hmm. we gosh probably two or three years into it went up to seven nine and eleven which is still the cheapest great lunch that you can get in jackson sure eleven dollars for a soup salad and sandwich and a beverage is right. unbelievable <laughs> yeah. the food is unbelievable so and especially right now with grocery prices as crazy yes. as they are you know, I've, I've hesitated. I, I just usually, <laughs> we have to get pretty desperate in order for me to post something on Facebook, but, and, you know, asking for contributions or donations mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but yeah, now's kind of a tough time. Daniel does kind of go, okay, $1,400 in the bank. <laughs> Draw it in. Anyways, but, you know, we just don't want to, 
we don't want to outprice ourselves. We, sure. We've got a fabulous following now. We've got fabulous regular customers. And we're still able to feed 15, 12 to 15% of our meals are given away every day. Wow. And we want to continue to make that very easy for the community to come in and enjoy a great meal. I'm just curious, how many people come through whatever numbers you have on, on a, a daily, day, basis? daily or yeah. weekly or whatever? A slow day is occasionally 50 people. Mm. I would guess right now our average is about 75. So that's, you know, take into account, we'll have days that, you know, there's 120 people. Sure, sure. And and your your hours are only during lunchtime. Only during lunch, Monday um, through Friday. 11 to 2? 11 to 2. Yeah. We won't chase you out, though, as you can probably attest. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah. I you, should have been kicked out a couple of times. Nope, no. nope. We don't kick anybody out. We'll say, hey, we're going to turn off the lights yeah. and leave. Do you want to leave, too? And that's usually by about 3 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still, that's a short amount of time to fall through is. that amount of people. Exactly. Do you have, like, a pickup option? Like, if I work oh, downtown, absolutely. I can come by and grab a brown bag or something? Absolutely. Well, it's, it's just, it really does not take very long unless we're just kind of slammed doesn't take very long to get your meal i've only had a handful of times that i've known somebody's left because it has taken so long one was just a couple weeks ago and we said drew come back tomorrow and your lunch is on us because he had already paid fortunately as a regular customer but you can call in we're not as savvy just because we're a small group of we're a small staff Um, so we're not we don't have online order placement or anything like that, but you can call somebody. We'll answer the phone. We can take an order and you can zip in and pick it up. If you're in a really big hurry and, and during COVID, when we were actually open, well, we stayed open more or less, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we would have people call and say, hey, can I place an order and will y'all rent it out to me? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, Amy, you have a large family. Yeah. You uh, have alpacas and chickens, and you have a business bees. and yeah. bees and a husband. Uh-huh. And, uh, grandchildren. Grandchildren, and you love going to sports, and you take trips, and you do all this. And this, this is a ministry, there's no doubt, that what Absolutely. you're doing. Yeah. But where do you find, and what do you do, what are some of your spiritual disciplines and practices that you do for your personal growth with Christ? Yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting because this is going to sound crazy too, but the cafe really has kind of become my church Mm. in that I have learned so much through serving, but more than that, watching my staff serve, Mm. watching them love people that to other people might be considered unlovable. Mm. And That's not to say we don't get a good giggle every once in a while out of something that will happen down there, or we'll get an, oh my, (laughs) amongst ourselves. But I learn daily, weekly, monthly, yearly from, again, watching my staff and watching people, you know, regular customers interact. But that's not to say, <laughs> you know, I've never been one to love big women. I used to do Bible study fellowship, sure, sure, you sure, know, sure. when my kids were growing up and whatnot. Absolutely love it. There's definitely a place for that. I'm also one of those that I don't like to go to the gym and do a workout class. I like doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. So I will frequently just see something, see a Bible study. She reads truth. The whole she reads line. I go through those. 
yeah, it's just kind of personal study time that really speaks to me. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's, I mean, we're that's what we're all supposed to be about anyway, using yeah. your own, and whether we go to organize things or not, yes. that's what we're still supposed to be doing something yes, and, on our own. And so. again, you know, I know that we're supposed to be able to go out and also share and minister. Mm. And you know, there are not many times that I have felt called to just go up to somebody at the cafe and say, hey, can I pray for you? Mm. But I love to tell this story. I get goosebumps every time <laughs> I think about it young fellow walked in the cafe one day in the probably dead of winter, January or so, and it was so cold, not this past year. And I think he had just gotten dropped off. It was when the bus station was still across the street. He had gotten dropped off at the bus station. I think he had probably come in town for New Year's or something, got in trouble, got thrown in jail. Police dropped him off with a bus ticket to go back to wherever he was going to. But the bus station wasn't open yet. And his bus didn't leave for a couple hours. So he came in and he was literally, he had on short sleeves, was Mm. that winter that it was warm at the beginning of January and then a week later it was just frigid out. But he had on short sleeves, he had on pants and tennis shoes, but nothing else. And I could tell he was freezing and he came in just to get out of the cold. And I kind of explained the cafe to him and I said, you know, would you, would you like something to eat? I said, I can get you something to eat. And he said, he said, yeah, but I want to, you know, you said you have to work for it. I want to work for it. And I thought this man's frozen. He can't do anything. (laughs) So I said, here's the deal. I said, we'll get you warm first and then you can do a little bit of work, but let's feed you first. And most of the time we require that somebody come in and volunteer first because we do have people that want to skip out on us. (laughs) But we've also gotten kind of likes about that. But anyways, I went downstairs, people dropped off blankets and extra socks and jackets and hats and scarves and stuff. I went down and just loaded him up, got him warm. I mean, he's sitting in the cafe and all this snowman, you know, attire. (laughs) eaten and then he worked and he was getting ready to leave and he said you have blessed me more than anybody has even attempted to bless me over a long time wow and i just i really felt the lord saying you need to pray with him you Mm. need to ask him if you can pray with him so i did and he goes I would love it if you'd pray with me. <laughs> so that was just a really sweet time. Oh, yeah. um, and just, just we've got story after story sure, after story. Sure, I bet. Like I can that. only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should have started writing a book a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Still can. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. way too late. <laughs> well, but this, I mean, the way this is set up, it opens itself up for those stories to be oh, told. Yeah. Absolutely. And to happen yeah. and stuff. So it's Well, a really but, great you place. know, even... I think a willing heart is such a precious thing in the mm. life of being a Christian because if you're just willing to do the, you know, the next right thing, mm-hmm. it's going to be an opportunity to serve just as an example. And we talked a few weeks ago on the podcast about, you know, your example speaks a lot louder than the words you say many times. And if you can lead by that example, God's going to have the opportunity to make the changes that he's got planned if you just use your willing heart. And so that's what I really appreciate about what you're saying. Well, Amy, thank you for coming in. Community Cafe is at 218 East Main Street here in Jackson. They're open Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. 
and it costs. They're suggested. Doesn't cost suggested anything. The suggested donation, donation is <laughs> seven, nine, and eleven. And a lot of times, people come in and say, "I've got six dollars. What can I get?" And that's another way they can pay. Sure. We, we say you order what you want to order, and sure. you pay what you want to pay. It's basically a pay what you can or pay mm-hmm. what you want to pay. Or you can volunteer. Or you can volunteer for your meal. To, to and then meal. I always love to tell people. If your pockets are heavy, I can definitely help empty them. <laughs> you can pay for somebody else's meal yeah, that way. That's great. And if you have leftover produce, produce in your yeah. your garden yes, or your chickens absolutely. are extra productive, you know, there's ways to donate that way as well. So thank you for coming. A, a great... 10 years it's been that's congratulations we're gonna have a big 10 year celebration um and we're gonna highlight a couple of our volunteers community service and ones that are volunteering for a meal um as kind of a a big thank you good deal well congratulations and thanks for coming in and we look forward to getting back down to the i think it's been a while since i'm gonna bring kevin kevin we're gonna take you you know what you know what we're just gonna have a podcast lunch at the cafe yeah there you go you can do that yeah we'll be down soon (laughs) all right all right thank you thank you are you hungry yet yes (laughs) we're gonna take kevin down there soon yeah good i can't wait and feed him (laughs) he's looking a little emaciated All I'm drinking is water. So, you know. <laughs> well, it's been so hot, you need to drink water. But community is spelled differently than you might expect. Yeah, isn't it? it sure is. It's like come unity. Yeah, which I yeah. thought was cool. And yeah. they have a fantastic website. We talked about that a little bit, but it tells about their story and their mm-hmm. people and you know all the cool things that you'd want. But it's uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Well, it's it's good food. It's a cool atmosphere, and I feel like there's a good purpose as well, a good mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's a neat place and. Uh, and that's what I was thinking, you know, you're walking there thinking, you know, this is just going to be like a bologna sandwich and, you know, something like that. But no, you know, this is like New York chef style food, you know, we're not expecting this. So. Kev- no, Kev- I, I, Kevin just pulled his microphone off his stand. Sorry. You need to hang it back on? I was just going to hold it. Okay. Well, if you can just hold it then. You should take a picture of this. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen at Northside now. <laughs> All right, what were we talking about? You know, you think you're going into a place like that, you're going to get like a slice of pizza or mm-hmm. a bologna sandwich or something like that, you know, a hot dog or something. But no, it's like food that you would believe you'd be getting in a nicer restaurant in a mm-hmm. larger city or something like that. Kind of like, you know, a fancy chef yeah. thing or something. And a lot of times they do have like gluten-free options and vegetarian, vegan options. Mm-hmm. And That's cool. Yeah. I really do. I know I, I said I need to give Austin a shout out, but you know I think he does a really good job because it's really just him in the kitchen and he kind of uses whatever he has, you know, whatever gets donated, whatever they can source from local places and he creates the menu and it's a different menu almost every day. It's, it's really cool. So if you can uh, help out, especially if yeah. you have like extra produce you're growing in your garden. Right. I know gardens are starting to kind of burn off, burn <laughs> off and kind of end. The season's kind of coming to a close, but if you find yourself with a bunch of extra stuff, yeah. what a better place to take it yeah. than the community cafe. Also, Tuesdays, they have Taco Tuesday every oh, Tuesday. Really? So instead of sandwiches, because they usually have two soups, two salads, and two sandwiches. But on Tuesdays, instead of the sandwiches, they have tacos. Two tacos <laughs> nice. yeah. instead of two sandwiches. Yeah. So they have two different types of tacos you can get. Well, that's cool. Yeah. 
the Taco Tuesday thing has just really blown. It's up just taken off. Yeah. Crazy. It's because tacos are delicious. <laughs> did Did that start from the Lego Movie, or did the Lego Movie? Oh no, it was way. Oh, before it was way that. before that. Yeah. So what started Taco Tuesday? Was it Taco Bell? Probably a marketing campaign. It was probably a marketing campaign from somewhere, but to be honest, know. look, I, I, I've said this a lot. Our culture just revolves around excuses to eat food. <laughs> That's true. Like every holiday we have is just an excuse to get together and eat food. And so when somebody found the alliteration of Taco Tuesday, it caught on. And now people have an excuse every Tuesday to eat a delicious taco. Yes. So <laughs> The power of alliteration, too. I know at our house we have Waffle Wednesday. So There you go. See? Yeah. Alliteration so, is real. I know. Those <laughs> right, literary so. <laughs> people. So in Rapid City, South Dakota, Taco Tuesday originated in 1973. Yeah, see, there From you go. a Taco John's. That was a good year. Uh, so they started doing a 99 cent taco, uh, two tacos for 99 cents. And we talked about this, I think, a few episodes ago. Is Taco John's still around? I think they so. They used to have a Taco John's or a couple in Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't. Well, they're on, not in Jackson anymore, for sure. Carrie Chalson and one out south, I think. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, we need to do some investigative work on that too. Taco yeah. John's. Now it might not have been the same one. From my memory, it was bigger than Taco Bell at that point, and then Taco Bell came in and got their was, little. Well, yeah, just their little taco dog took over yeah. the world. Now you can corporate. get your Taco Bell breakfast and. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, so there we go. I, I did because I I didn't really know what started Taco Tuesday, but it's been around for a long time, almost my whole life. I didn't. Yeah. I really never heard it until since my kids were kids. You know? It sounds like something so. that would start on a beach somewhere. You know, yeah, not South Dakota. <laughs> yeah, South Dakota known for its Mexican, no, known for its tacos. <laughs> what put South Dakota on the map? Tacos. It's tacos. Tacos. You never know what you're going to learn here at Northside now. So. Well, yeah, get down to Community Cafe, help out you can. It's a great place. Do it. Patrick, uh, maybe have any announcements this week? Since we got a couple. Some, I yeah, think we're we getting a little deeper into the fall here. We should be getting some uh, kind of finalizing some plans. Events. Yeah. So get your, uh, get your calendars ready. We're going to run through this list pretty quick. So August 31st, end of the month. That is your deadline for submitting your green sheets. In true Northside fashion, if you're a little late, we're still going to take a green sheet. So we're never going to turn a green sheet away. The green sheets are out all year anyways. But Daphne has asked that you submit your green sheets by August 31st. <laughs> and then September the 3rd is Communion Sunday. And so Miranda wanted me to remind everyone that there is no moments with the children or kids express on the first Sundays of the month because it's Communion Sunday. So your kids will be in church with you. So just go ahead and prepare yourself for that. Then the next day, September the 4th, the church offices will be closed for Labor Day. So you can come up here, but the doors will be locked. So don't. Then on the 5th, September the 5th is going to be our new youth pastor, Andrew Irvin's first official day working at church. So you can come here on the 5th and, you know, bother him a little bit if you want. Yeah. We should get him on the podcast the first day. <laughs> the first day. Oh, hey, you know, how's it going? We do have plans on getting him in here, but it, you know, let him get his, uh, get his feet, uh, what feet wet there, a little Andrew? bit. So. Huh? What's going on? I don't know where I am. Where are your plans for <laughs> yeah. the next five years? <laughs> And then September the 6th, we're just moving through the week here. Wednesday, Millie Hayes, our new worship arts and music director, is going to start a Bible study for women in their 20s and 30s. They're going to start by looking at the book Trustworthy by, I should have looked up how to pronounce this lady's name, but it's Lisa. Glenn, help me out here. How do you say that name? Turkhurst. Turkhurst. Yeah. 
Lisa Turkhurst. Yeah, I didn't know who wrote that yeah. book. So they're going to look at the book Trustworthy by Lisa Turkhurst. And there is a $10 book fee. So if you, if you want to get involved in that, $10 and we'll get your book for you. All right. The next Sunday, September the 10th, our children are going to get Bibles. We're, we're sort of changing this up a little bit. Historically, we've given Bibles to third graders, but we're going to change that up and start giving them to first graders. So this year, to kind of cover all of those, we're going to give Bibles to first, second, and third graders. So if you're here on September the 10th, you know, make sure if you've got a kid that's first, second, or third grade, bring them. Get them a Bible. You get an extreme teen Bible. No, that's not till they get to the youth group. Adventure <laughs> <laughs> Bible. Get to Adventure and Bible. Jesus was like, dude. <laughs> also on September the 10th, that Sunday, Grief Share is starting back. So Grief Share sessions are going to start and they go for 13 weeks. It's going to be every Sunday at 2 o'clock p.m. That's $20 to register or for more information, you can contact Diane Rose. And that will also take you into the holiday season. Yes. And so if you're new to the grief process, you've had something like this happen in the last year or so, you're worried about the holidays, getting on front of that would be a really good thing to do. So it's a good time to jump in on that. And back in the archives, we do have a podcast with her her about that. So if you're interested, go search that. Then also on September the 10th, that Sunday, Youth Choir is starting back. After many, many years where Youth Choir is making a triumphant return, it's for 6th through 12th graders, Sundays at 4.30 p.m. right before SNL. So if you just like to make a joyful noise to the Lord and you're 6th and 12th grade, come on. And uh, they're going to meet in the sanctuaries every Sunday, 4.30 p.m. Then on Tuesday, September the 12th, is the Joy Group at 11 p.m. Don't want to miss that. You can sign up for that online. Most of this, you can find information on our events page, which is northsidejackson.com slash events. Then coming up the next Sunday, September the 17th, we're going to have a church-wide meeting. That's going to take place in Hope Hall directly after the 11 o'clock service, so somewhere 12-ish. And then on September the 20th, we're going to do, in lieu of a church picnic this year, sort of a picnic down behind the church in place of Wednesday night dinner. We're going to like cook hot dogs and s'mores and stuff over the fire and really just maybe have some games out there and just kind of fellowship on that Wednesday evening before all of our activities. Then on September the 29th, we're going to have an older elementary retreat. So that is going to be for third through fifth graders, September 29th through October the 1st. You can contact Miranda for more information on all of that. There's also an event on our webpage and on the app if you want to learn more information there. And she's needing chaperones for this trip. So if you would like to be a chaperone for this third through fifth grade retreat, contact Miranda. And then, last but not least, in October, we have Emmaus retreats coming up. So if you would like to participate in one of those Emmaus retreats, contact Daphne, and she can get you more information or get you signed up for those. The men's retreat starts on October the 5th, and the women's retreat starts October the 19th, and those are weekend. I think that uh, that gets my list. It, it grew. It grew. I can add a couple more things. On October 29th, I'm pretty sure that's when we're going to do Trunk or Treat. Ooh. Don't have specifics on that. I think it's going to be 5 to 7 this year. Is that correct? I'm getting the nod. <laughs> it's going to be 5 to 7 on October the 29th. Trunk or Treat. Trunk or Treat. You start yeah. thinking about what your theme is going to be for your trunk. Oh. Yeah. That's important to think early and often. Start stockpiling your candy. <laughs> well, that might be... Oh, I didn't thought that far, Ed. Yeah. 
Well, this, I mean, honestly, I feel a little more prepared. That's like two months worth of announcements. And a lot of times I struggle to get a week's worth. So I feel like I'm doing pretty good today. You, you are. are. Well, yeah, <laughs> lots of stuff coming up. So, yeah. I hope you got all that down on your calendar. If not, you can find information on a lot of that on our events page, northsidejackson.com slash events or on the app on the events tab. So check it out. Well, guys, thanks for podcasting with me. And thanks to all of you out there in the world for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at Northside Now Podcast. Go to our website, northsidejackson.com, or email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Once again, this is Patrick. This is Glenn. I'm Kevin. And that's what's happening at Northside Now. Bye-bye.